This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. For the first three quarters of 2008, Brazil's economy grew at a robust rate of more than 6%. As the world financial crisis takes its toll, signs have begun to appear that business in Brazil could run into trouble. The Bavispa stock market index has been volatile, and falling commodity prices have eroded export earnings. How will Brazil fare during the coming months? To answer this question, Knowledge at Wharton interviewed leaders from industries ranging from petrochemicals and telecommunications to banking, real estate, and manufacturing. In this special report, CEOs and other experts share their insights into what's in store for Brazil. Our guest today is Bernardo Gradin, CEO of Braskem, the largest petrochemical company in Brazil and all of Latin America. Mr. Gradin, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for coming. Uh, you took over in July as the CEO of Braskem. The company was formed in 2002 as part of the consolidation of Brazil's petrochemical industry. Uh, could you start by giving our listeners some background and context on that process? Why was that consolidation needed? The petrochemical industry in Brazil was originally formed uh, in 1970s um, from um, a positioning of the government of uh, substituting imports. And Petrobras, the oil state company, took the lead and uh, had a strategy of uh, bringing uh, technology companies, most of them Japanese and European companies, and proposed that Brazilian entrepreneurs would take one-third of uh, petrochemical companies, Petrobras a third, and the technology partner, the, the other third. And with this uh, three-party uh, partnership program, Petrobras will be the provider of raw material, and the government would stimulate through tax incentives, uh, substituting imports, uh, basically on petrochemicals. That evolved until the end of uh, 1980, and the first wave of privatization came. Petrobras sold its participations uh, on most of the companies to uh, Brazilian and international companies, and. Uh, and uh, uh, the petrochemical sector had a more private orientation, but Petrobras still with a big role. The problem there was uh, the number of uh, small petrochemical companies. By the end of 1990s, beginning of 2000, because of a number of uh, moves uh, in those companies, there was an opportunity for consolidation on one of the crackers, basic material uh, industry, Copeni in Northeast. And uh, the Odebrecht group went for the auction with a very good uh, chance of uh, winning that bid and uh, was aggressive and won the bid. And from that move, uh, the consolidation started. Uh, so from 2001 to 2007, uh, Braskem uh, sponsored seven merges and today is a consolidation of uh, eight companies. The original one was CPC, Trican, and now uh, Braskem is the consolidation for all these companies. Now I know that in 2007, Braskem acquired Grupo Ipiranga. Uh, has the consolidation run its course, or is, is, is there still more to be done? I think the consolidation in Brazil uh, is, is done. 
and Petrobras also made a move on uh, acquiring Suzano, which was another petrochemical company here, and merging Suzano with Unipar and creating the Southeast Petrochemical Group. So there are two big groups today. In both groups, Petrobras is a relevant shareholder and the only raw material provider. But the consolidation, the Brazilian petrochemical, I think, is ended. What is it like having a government company as a partner? I believe Petrobras has a 30% voting stake in Braskem. How do you manage that relationship? It may be a challenge and an opportunity at the same time. Uh, the challenge is the, the difference in culture, uh, the agility, investment priority, and the way we may be more aggressive on internationalization. The opportunity is that there is also a move in international petrochemicals. The international oil, com oil companies uh, that uh, drove petrochemicals 70s and 80s, or the, the big petrochemical companies that uh, we knew when Braskem was formed, talking about seven, eight years ago, are not there anymore. So there is a move on the world petrochemicals are from the national companies of the Middle East and also private funds and private investors who took over icons of uh, the petrochemicals of the past. So having Petrobras as uh, main shareholder is also a defensive move. Uh, shows how the regional market can be protected by a national agenda. So there's an opportunity there. Uh, let's turn now to Braskem and its strategy under your leadership. Now, uh, before you joined Braskem, you had worked with Olbrecht for quite some time. Could you tell us a little bit about your career before you, you came to Braskem? Yes. I began in Olbrecht uh, just after school. I went to engineering, civil engineering school in, in my state, in Bahia. Then I worked in uh, hydro dams for about four years in the Amazon and central Brazil. Then I moved to the, the United States. It was the first uh, job that Odebrecht uh, bid in, in the, the U.S. That was in, in Florida. I was the engineer of, uh, of a project there. And then I went to Wharton. And after that, I spent uh, three and a half more years in California working for Odebrecht, uh, serving in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Then I returned to Brazil. And I was responsible for PPPs and concessions. And then I came to uh, the petrochemicals in 2000, end of 2000, and I was uh, responsible for uh, planning, uh, strategic planning. So I was directly involved in the Copeni uh, uh, acquisition back in 2001. And then I was uh, responsible for vinyls one of the business units, then uh, petrochemicals, uh, basic petrochemicals. Then I left Braskem for a year, and then I came back uh, in July. So in a nutshell, that was my, my career. And about uh, the strategy, where we are right at the point of uh, rethinking the next 10-year 10, 10 uh, strategy. Uh, back in 2001, uh, we had a strategy for 2010, that happened uh, two years prior to the final uh, goal. So now we have to rethink and, and, and uh, prepare the, the planning for the next 10 years. Petrochemical changed a lot, so... Uh, well, let me sharpen the question a little okay. bit. You, um, uh, 
as, as we said before, Brascam is the biggest uh, petrochemical company in Brazil and Latin America. Recently, there was a ranking, I think, last month, and globally, Brascam was ranked 31st among the world's petrochemical companies. Now, from that point, if you wanted to take Brascam into the top 10 in terms of shareholder value by the year 2012, how would you go about achieving that result? Good question, but the, uh, the, the comparisons maybe not with the 31 that we were ranked. So we compare ourselves to the resin producers, so I'm not sure about the rank. But the goal of being one of the 10 most valued companies have a lot, has a lot to do with how we improve our EBITDA, so cash generation, protecting the market, and going international more uh, aggressive. The way we positioned ourselves was uh, becoming uh, more a uh, competitive regional player. So uh, the first move was consolidating the Brazilian assets and then uh, reaching the competitive raw material in South America. So we made a move in Venezuela and we became the preferred partner of the Venezuela uh, company Pequivan. We made the same move in Bolivia and the same move in Peru where the raw material is. So this is the defensive original move that uh, we've developed and we think that with this move we'll upgrade our EBITDA to become in EBITDA one of the 10 largest EBITDAs on petrochemicals by 2012. Of course, there is uh, much to do in addition to that, and it has to do on how we will improve our presence in the uh, U.S. and pursue uh, international alliances on petrochemicals for uh, not only uh, Asia, but also Europe. But that's something that I'm not prepared to tell you because we're in the midst of, uh, of the uh, strategic planning. Now, just as you have resorted to acquisition as a growth strategy within Brazil, uh, are you likely to extend that internationally, that same approach? There is an opportunity, uh, oh, I mean, there is an option uh, of uh, uh, continuing growing through acquisition. And that will depend on opportunities. Uh, it will be really opportunistic because there is uh, uh, not much synergies on acquiring uh, a company in the U.S. or in Europe uh, and operating from um, Brazil. So it will be geographical uh, expansion. So it will really depend on uh, what opportunities uh, will be there. Well, since you are so used to acquiring and integrating companies, uh, I, would be, I think our listeners would be very interested in seeing how you approach integration in a way that builds value. Because as you know, the research shows that a lot of mergers actually end up destroying value rather than building it. Yeah, that's true. I think one of the key elements is uh, understanding and having a clear goal on where uh, you want to be. And that must be measured. must be measured in terms of uh, not only what, what we know on balance scorecards and uh, performance operationals and, uh, and also cost, but also who will be the people that will lead the, the merge and be responsible for tangible synergies. So I think that uh, it may be common uh, sense answer, but uh, the key value on, on merging and acquisition is having very clear and tangible elements to measure and responsible for those uh, uh, key uh, elements. You know, another thing I find really fascinating about Brascam is uh, the way you manage innovation. 
uh, you recently announced a breakthrough in creating polypropylene from 100% renewable sources, that is from sugarcane. Uh, can you tell us about this project and its significance for Braskem? Yes. Uh, till now, Braskem had uh, innovation and technology simplified uh, in terms of a strategy on client orientation, actually end user orientation. So our focus was what our end user need in terms of uh, the best product and let's help the client to develop such uh, uh, product, trying to have a pseudo commodity or not a specialty but not a pure commodity. As a barrier entry, as uh, an opportunity to serve our clients better and also to uh, acquire market share. So about 18% of the products that we sell today were developed in the last three years. So there is a quite a, a good uh, ratio of uh, inno applied innovation to our uh, products. Polyethylene first uh, from uh, sugarcane ethanol is not something new. We had that 10 years ago in one of our plants. The new thing is that we can have it in a pure uh, state so that we can certify for any users that uh, are in uh, front end in not only innovation but also using renewable uh, plastics such as Toyota, one of our partners. And that was a breakthrough. In addition to that, Brazil is probably the most effective and productive uh, producer of uh, ethanol, and we think that will be for some time. So being positioned in Brazil with uh, such uh, technology can be really a good positioning in a strategic uh, and also in operational perspective for Braskem. The polypropylene that uh, you mentioned was also a breakthrough, but not in a viable route mm -hmm. so far. So we are concentrating on polyethylene, mm -hmm. and we have a team uh, that uh, uh, is uh, developing green polymers as a whole and looking for international alliances so that not only polyethylene, which is a reality, uh, we also uh, look for other green polymers, polypropylene, acrylic acids, and so on. Now, what kind of competitive <coughs> advantage would uh, green polymers have over traditional uh, products which are made from naphtha, for example? Today, the demand for renewables. So I think there will be more and more demand on renewables, and being a pioneer, we have a, a first-mover advantage. We also think there is much to improve in terms of our cost advantages. We think that uh, compared to NAFTA, even uh, if oil comes down to the 50s, we'll still be competitive. But there is a first-move advantage and also uh, an advantage of having the best partners uh, uh, before uh, the others. You, speaking of partners, I know you recently signed an agreement with Toyota's trading arm. Uh, they will be selling about 25,000 metric tons from 2011. Uh, would I be right in assuming that you see Asia as an important market? And what would be your competitive strategy? For green polymers, definitely Asia is uh, a very attractive market. Uh, they pioneer in many products, and we think Toyota uh, became our partner because they made a first move. So uh, having Toyota uh, Tsushu as a 
a partner who would be really uh, a fantastic entrance into, into Asia. What is the biggest leadership challenge you have ever faced? How did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? I think the biggest one is the one I'm having now. I didn't overcome it yet, but I plan to do it uh, having uh, the best people around me. And finally, one last question. How do you define success? I think it's a matter of having bigger challenges uh, delegated to you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.